Welcome to the Be About Being Better podcast, where we help people make evidence-based, sustainable, small changes for their health that compound into huge shifts towards a better, more vibrant life. I'm your host, Abby Stacier, a health and life coach, future registered dietitian, a master's graduate from Columbia University, and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly, so I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable lifestyle is possible, and you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and it's not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. Hello, hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Be About Being Better podcast. Today, I'm bringing on one of our Be About Being Better Academy graduates, Yasmin, to talk about of religious fasts and how you approach those with a non-diet mindset and non-diet behaviors because these can very much be a slippery slope and you can go into a religious fast with the purest of intentions, but living in our society, diet culture can definitely creep up. I think religious fasts can be very triggering for people that have a history of disordered eating or eating disorders. And In my experience, what I've seen is that some people use religious fast as an excuse to hide their disorder eating or to give themselves permission to start a new diet or whatever it is. And so this is very timely because Ramadan is coming up again. What you will hear is a recording of an Instagram live interview that I did with Yasmin last year for Ramadan. And everything that she said is very much still relevant. And I'm excited to bring this interview to y'all who haven't heard it. And even if you heard it last year on Instagram Live, like all of these things are are very relevant and can help you get away from dieting and approach, you know, just your your daily life and especially when it comes to practicing your religion with a non-diet mindset while still honoring your faith, whatever your faith may be. And I think that this is important. I mean, Yasmin celebrates Ramadan. Ramadan's going on right now, so that's why I wanted to loop this episode back and these concept backs at this time. Uh, but we've coached so many clients that are of varying religions and have different faiths. We've had a lot of Jewish clients, and they have to fast certain days out of the year, certain days of the week, certain hours. Um We've had Christian clients that have to fast, and a lot of you heard on my Instagram story back in January that I participated in prayer and fasting at my church here in Nashville, which is a really popular thing to do. I don't know if that's just like a Nashville thing where like all the Christian churches are like doing prayer and fasting at the same time, Um, but I was listening to some of the girls from my church speak at my small group about their experience with prayer and fasting back in January, and a lot of them were saying, oh yeah, like I started the whole 30 and I'm not really doing like a water fast or a juice fast, although some people were doing a water fast or juice fast for three weeks. I'm like, literally how? That just does not seem healthy at all. Um, But because it was at the start of the year, a lot of people that I was surrounded by were using the religious fasting as an excuse to start a new diet. And it wasn't really focused on increasing your faith, building a relationship with God, or doing any of the other things that these religious fasts are supposed to be about, which Yasmin talks about in her interview. It was 
like starting a new diet. And I was like, I just feel like this is just diet culture creeping its way back into our lives and we got to be breaking away from this. So I'm really excited for y'all to hear this interview. And even though I participated in prayer and fasting at my church, I did more of the prayer part and I fasted from things that weren't food related. Um, and I know a lot of people at my church took like social media breaks or um, they took breaks from spending excessively or buying new clothes or home decor, things like that that aren't food related. So you can still fast and you know build discipline around something without it triggering disordered eating or an eating disorder. And I don't think that that gets talked about enough. So just know that those options are available for you. And that's typically what I do because I don't want to restrict myself when it comes to food. Um, and though there are so many other ways to increase your faith and still honor your faith, whatever your religion is, without having to have your relationship with food suffer or have that be a consequence. So I'm really excited to dive into Yasmin's episode in this interview. Enjoy. I apologize in advance for the change in quality and the decrease in audio quality. This was an Instagram live. Um, so that's why it sounds a little different, but thank you all for listening. And I will see y'all in the interview. Hello, hello, y'all. Today we are going live to talk about how to approach religious fasts with a non-diet mindset. Super excited about this. I'm going to be joined by our current Academy client, Yasmin. Here she is. All for hopping on. Oh, it's so good. For joining us today all the way from Dubai. How's it going? My absolute pleasure. It's going really well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this with you. Oh, me too. Me too. So, y'all, a little bit of background. Yasmin is crushing it in our Be About Being Better Academy. She's in her last month, and um, she's just such a great client to work with. Amazing energy. Even better energy now that we've optimized it with healthy habits. But we just get along so great. And just spent the last 30 days observing Ramadan. And... Yeah, Yasmin will definitely explain what goes in, um, but it's, it can be really intense. And we have clients, all different backgrounds, things like that. And so this isn't the only religious that clients have done, but, you know, yeah, through this 30-day fast, it liberates slow quickly, I, you know conversations about this like it's a written slide but a lot of people approach these types of religious fast with with a diet might maybe as an excuse it or whatever like the whole third like that's not the point of these fast so how do you approach things when you really need that for and you want you know something of your how do you do this um avoiding diet on diet mindset so Yasmin, I will you know, have you open it up if you wouldn't mind explaining for those who don't know what what Ramadan and what kind of what are the quote unquote guidelines if you want to and be fully in it. Absolutely, my pleasure. So to explain, so Ramadan is part of the Islamic religion, and it is um, so. If you're Muslim, usually you would practice Ramadan, and it's a month that happens once a year. And it is a 30-day month, like you've said, where we essentially fast from dusk till dawn or vice versa, uh, from dawn till dusk. 
And essentially what happens during this time is that you absolutely abstain from all types of food. So it's a dry fast all the way as soon as the sun rises until the sun sets. No food, no water and no drink whatsoever. So it's an absolutely dry fast. And that's essentially from a food and water point of view. But also in addition to that, it is a period when you are meant to abstain as well from all things that are, let's say, not so wholesome for the spirit. So things like alcohol or drugs or even pertaining to negative behaviors such as um, gossiping, for example, to um, behaving in a negative way or treating people a certain way. So abstaining from anger, abstaining from profanities and things like that. These are essentially the ways that you practice fasting. And um, it is not so much just that you don't eat and that's it. It's also a moment to sort of go inwards and kind of abstain from the standard day-to-day distractions and almost abstaining from life in general and kind of going back to basics and going inwards and trying to reconnect with source, um, whatever the source may be for you. Uh, and trying to understand that when you are sourcing from something other than life in general and something other than from the day to day. So where can you get your energies when you don't have your coffee in the morning? And where can you get energy when you can't outburst like you usually do or or you can't vent or you can't gossip or whatever it may be? Yeah. Um, Trying to get back inside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hey, I, you know, I think feel when it's a really fast it's just, I can't eat. Like you mentioned, the gossip, arguing, just Kind of the bad vibes. Um, and that's, well, because that doesn't get talked about at all. Um, and I think that's something if you have, you know, dietary things or if you're not able to follow that part, it's like, could you be fully committing some of these other things? Or could we, that's a way to approach this with non-diet mindset. It's not just honing so much in on the aspect, but expanding your definition of what it means to fast and following in all these other aspects absolutely yeah so kind of walk us through what has been your experience with previous years when it robin what was your mindset going in in all right so it's uh, for me this ramadan has been absolutely very different to all the other years that have passed for many different reasons but the biggest biggest um change for me was the intention so Mm -hmm. intention really is the make or break for how you fast how you approach anything that's as drastic as something like this. Essentially, it's how you go in with your intention. Um, so going in with a different intention was what changed it. So before, a lot of the times, because I um, I was an avid dieter and I've had a lot of uh, food disorders and eating disorders, etc. So I would approach Ramadan as that's it. These are 30 days where I'm going <laughs> to drop a ton of weight and have that bikini body right at the end of the 30 days. And that was the objective of fasting for me anyway, which is absolutely not what it's here for. It is it is not here for you to use it as a moment to diet. Of course, you can see a change in your body 30 days later, for sure. Your your food habits are changing and the way if you're working out, etc. For sure, you'll see something happen at the end. But that is not the reason that you go in doing it. Definitely not. So for me, that was the biggest change. And before I would either, of course, either lose the weight or sometimes I'd actually put on more weight because I've approached it in a completely um, wrong way, I guess you could say. Um, approaching it for an, a completely, um, not a self-fulfilling objective, but rather self-deprecating kind of um, struggling and suffering versus that is absolutely not what it's here to do for you. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So in previous years, you really have been, okay, how can I wait? Like, how can I get back to the body or whatever it is? But this year you went in with new intention. So yeah, what was your new intention this year? Um, so this year, the intention for me was to kind of show my body and spirit that um, there are other ways that I can fill my cup than my the usual ways that I would do so. So by obsessing over food or trying to make sure that I eat at the right time or drink it and kind of stopping and pausing all of that um, talk in my mind and finding a real calm and beginning the month or getting into the month with an intention to move slowly and to kind of slow everything down. And that means the way I eat, that means the way I work out, the way I approach my day to day. And the thing here, the blessing of fasting Ramadan in an Arab country in particular is because we get shorter hours. So we get at work, we get shorter hours. So your day is shorter at the office if you're fasting, but technically you are expected to deliver the same amount of work in a lot less time. So that's a different kind of pressure. So knowing that, and I thought, okay, that's hard to do because A, you don't have your fuel that you usually do and you have a lot less time. How do you do that? Kindly, you slow down. Exactly. How do you Um, slow down and how do you not stress yourself out to burn out? Like the whole point is to relax. And it's like, okay, I still, I'm still expected to do the same amount of work in the last time. Exactly. Exactly. And as well as here, it's, it's like, think of it this way. It's the same vibe of, let's say Thanksgiving or Christmas when there's a lot of social expectations, a lot of invites, a lot of outings. It's the same thing, which is also a little bit not the point of the month, but it happens anyway. (laughs) Because everybody gets really excited and they want to break fast together and they want to invite, et cetera. So that then becomes, again, there's a lot of chaos happening. So how do you anchor to your original intention is great discipline for 30 days. It's an incredible way to every week you practice again. So the first week, maybe you couldn't do it. You have another three weeks to go, so on and so forth. And every day was an opportunity to improve with just going back to what was the goal right at the beginning or what was the intention going in. And that it's such a nice way to kind of recycle every day. It's it's a beautiful feeling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so so much connectedness. Like if you can almost get away from the thoughts or reframe the thoughts, like oh, my, I got to hang out with my family tonight. Like I'm so stressed out. I have so much work to do. Like this isn't the point of Ramadan. Like I need to be turned inward. Almost reframe that to be like, no, I'm gonna find a way to be more productive, get more done in less time. Really use this mm-hmm. as disciplined when it's work, so that I can unplug and you know, time with family, that as a gift and an opportunity to connect and just foster this sense of belonging and probably even have aha moment for yourself, even with having 100%. So if you can reframe that, like that is such a, a better focus and a, I would mm-hmm. say healthier focus for Ramadan than just focusing on the food that you can't have. I think people, when we're really dieting and we're approaching the diet mindset, you're focused on the left. You're focusing on what we can't have. And that makes you want it more as well what we can. So if you can focus on what you're gaining from this, what can I even not what you what's less in your life, what can you act life? Exactly. And be in or positive experience. Definitely. It's it's such a when they say it's it's the moment to reflect. But really, what are you reflecting on? So if you're reflecting on where you're going to eat later and ooh, what are you craving all day, then you're not really reflecting what you should be reflecting. But obviously, everybody fasts in their own way. And I, I don't mean to judge at all. But essentially, you reflect on, like you're saying, rather than the lack 
of no food, no water, no usual um, entertainment, let's say, that we have. Mm. And rather focusing on what else that can I do with the time that I have? Because you then realize that you have a little bit more time than you usually do. But also there's a calm that you get and there's less distraction. So now that you have less distraction, what are you going to do with all this time and all this kind of clarity? Let's say usually there's clarity at the end of the, the fast. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> so I have kind of two, two questions to ask you. First, we'll start with, you know, because I think people are curious, like what, what could, could break the fast? What did you eat? It's not for 30 days that she ate enough because she really wouldn't be alive. So for a drive, I would love to hear what did you have, you know, before the sun rose and then once the sun started going down, what have those two points? And then we can dive into what did you do as far as lifestyle things? We, I definitely want to talk with you about the work productivity. So, Chris, first, what did, what did you eat to get your nutrient-dense thing in sure. uh, when you could? So um, before the sun rises, so this is pre-dawn, usually um, it's recommended to have uh, food that is not calorie-dense, but rather energy-dense. So, for example, having dates or making a smoothie that has uh, at least in my point of view, I would have smoothies that I would chocolate block with as much vegetables as I could. So I'll fill it with like spinach and kale and uh, apples and uh, cucumbers and, and things that will hydrate me. So for the day, basically, that will amp up my hydration. So whether I'd add a little bit of electrolytes, thanks to your tip, or I'd add um, celeries and cucumbers and stuff so that the, the hydration levels are really high. But then I'd also add in, for example, a date or at or two or three, whichever uh, was available. And that would kind of give the right um, energy for me to handle the rest of the full day without having that, the food and the water. Yeah. I so, love yeah. that. Love that. Because there is, I realize you do get a lot of water. Um, so I love mm-hmm. that you that do have more water in the content and that you were focusing on the vitamins and minerals versus just trying to get calories in those smoothies. I mean, you could get a lot of calories in too. Your smoothie. Uh, so I think it's good that you did that because eating differently for 30 days, you can develop a lot of nutrition deficit if you're not thinking about, if you're just thinking about the calories, but not thinking about the nutrition. Exactly. So I love that. And the electrolytes will help to absorb water that you're getting. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. And then have when you broke your fast. So uh, when, when I broke my fast, so I chose to keep it in a way where I understood that my system is kind of detoxifying all day and it's kind of almost in an, um, I want to say, I can never pronounce this word, but I want to say autophagy, state, autophagy, can't pronounce it. Anyways, and that atrophy, okay, yeah. So when you're in that state, I want, I don't want to shock it by having immediately a large meal. So I would slowly work my way towards the meal. So I'll start off with a hot water with um, a squeeze of lemon and maybe some um, uh, pink Himalayan salt or honey or whatever. Then I'd move into my celery juice and then I'll have my my main. And my main will always be vegetables first. So raw, like a salad or um, something really raw and nutritious. And then I go into my main, which is everything I'd have. uh, Fish and rice or I'd have sweet potatoes or I'd have chicken or I'd have meat. I'd have literally... Everything was open to me, but I just structured it in a way where I'm not shocking my system with a with a huge meal right at the beginning, and I'm kind of like warming up my stomach and kind of letting it be ready and the sort of the microbiome to be ready to to digest whatever it is that I'm about to eat, which is the main. So smart because it actually can you shock your system. It's mm-hmm. some feeding sin. So yeah, you have to have to be careful. Okay. It so intuitively, felt like you're you're doing it already, or just from 
Um, wonderful, wonderful. So I think that's great. Then, um, you know, I'd love to hear as you were, you know, couldn't eat during the day, had to get more work done less time. How did you deal with the work scenario? So I work in a pretty um, high intense space. Uh, Ramadan is a huge moment for us, just as, for example, Cyber Month or Black Friday. It's the same uh, energy and the same expectations and the same sort of pressure. No change at all. So working through that obviously was very, uh, at the beginning, I'm not going to lie, it was a little uh, overwhelming where I would notice that the, the work was kind of eating up all my energy of the day, whatever was, and I'd sort of put all my eggs in the basket of that is just work. And then by the end of it, I'm drained and I can't do what I want to do, which is the inwards work and the meditation and the reflection, et cetera. I can't because I focused everything at work, even though it's a shorter time, it's much more intense. So um, I then got told about, thanks to you, about the app called Tide and that kind of me to take breaks, but it took me a week to get accustomed to taking breaks because I, I don't take breaks when I work usually. And when you have so many calls and working remotely, et cetera, it gets a little tough to kind of take your breaks because it's crunch time. So I want to slot in everything. But mm-hmm. it, even five minute breaks, I was like, this feels weird. I don't feel like I deserve this break. And I feel like I should probably do three hours before I take a break, et cetera. But then thankfully, I kind of pushed through that resistance. And in taking those breaks, I flew through work because Every break allowed me to kind of step back, come back in, and then I would do it in sprints versus this extended marathon of like the whole day plus how many more of, of the week and then crashing at the weekend. Instead of with those little breaks, it allowed me to kind of build momentum. And then by the end of the day, I was like, okay, now I can do some other internal work. Real, the real work. <laughs> you had to do that, which is, which mm-hmm. is, like you said, in the evening, you all, family. So it's like, when having time for yourself to actually have the breakthroughs? And get the, get the ring owl of the Ramadan on your own. Love that. So it's like you actually had the energy to do that, even though you're getting energy from food because it was limited. I love it. And yeah, yeah. I had this conversation on one of our coaching calls with like, you know, my hours, but I have the same response. Is what am And I, you know, I think people's gut react when they're busy and they have a lot on their plate and they don't have a lot of, is to just play. People think I don't have time to take a break. And totally flick that. Yes, my nice coach. I was like, the way to solve this is to take more. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is the key. Actually, doing less, taking more free. And these are short breaks. It's not like we're taking two out. We're not taking a two-hour lunch. Like you're taking a five, five to ten minutes, and then you're diving back in because. Exactly. But you're working also for or sprints of time. So you're constantly refreshing your energy. And one thing that you said falls, and I'm happy that you were honest, it's not natural. As a high achiever, people pleaser, we don't think we deserve break. But the more that you lean to it, the more comfortable you got, which is great. And um, I loved, um, what did you say on one of our calls? Um, oh, you were like, I felt like I had an honest day's work when I yeah. started breaks and i remember exactly what i did for work like people watching this have done work they worked all day like they did nothing or they don't even know what they did they were uh, the zombie plowing through exactly every time you finished a task you would take a break then jump back in for the next time we're able to be 
much more intentional about the work you were doing and you were refreshing your memory, your energy, you had better short-term memory and better cognitive function and clarity. Definitely. Amazing. So my app is the app that I use for productivity. I love the focus sound called Mute. And um, is that the one that you use too? Yeah. So I so I use Mute or sometimes I use the one where it, it gives me like forest sounds and the beach sounds and stuff. And I plug it in and with, with my headphones so that I don't, don't yeah. hear anything else. And I just dive in. I and love so much. I love it's so good. It's so good. I will say one more thing that really helped with work in particular and that, and obviously this is a huge privilege and I hope that other people have that too, which is the buddy system. So I had a dear, dear friend slash colleague, such amazing person working with me who was also fasting. And we would do little check-ins with each other throughout the day, right at the beginning of the day, like what time are you signing off? Remember, we have shorter hours and kind of, and to anchor each other to, and remind each other that, by the way, there's two hours left crunch what you need to crunch but sign off when you need to sign off and that was a big big having a support system like that at work who's doing the same work as you yeah so you have the forever imposter syndrome or the guilt that sets in kind of quiets down because that person's kind of reflecting what you would want for yourself which was so big shouts to having a, a, a buddy system essentially that was a huge help for me amazing amazing yes and you know another privilege too to have a coach and be in a or with the Be About Being Better Academy, you have you know, me and our coach Jamie yeah. up with you on all these things yeah. and helping to optimize your nutrition. Like what really are the, are these the best things when you can eat electrolytes we talked about. We also talked about workouts because you said mm-hmm. you want to approach this Ramadan and get more you had in the past, but not overdo it. And we talked about that, you know, it, it's better to do things like yoga, go for walks, light workouts, because if you're looking to build muscle, and, you know, your body will, if you're not consuming calories, if you're not getting enough fuel, your body will take those proteins, turn them into glucose and sugar to use as energy. So if you're trying to build muscle, but getting enough to workouts, you're counteracting the workout because your body's going to pull from this muscle. So it ends up, the strength training not being very fruitful for your time, uh, but you found other ways to move your body. You were still staying without overdoing. Definitely. So, and to start off the month, though, I will be honest, I went in like nothing's going to change and I'm going in and nothing's going to change. Learn. My workouts will remain as intense and as frequent as they have been before. Obviously, one weekend, they hit me like the train and I was like, okay, it took me actually two weeks to realize. And I would go to the gym and I would sit there and I, I, I'd, sometimes I just didn't have the energy for it. And it just, it took me a lot longer to understand that it, it's okay that I do other things and it's okay that I go for the walk and I run and I do yoga, for example, instead of, um, when I say run, I mean like a 10 to 20 minute run. I'm not doing anything intense. Um, but, and that was sort of enough for me. And, and having that kindness with myself that it's okay to do this and that, I found myself then being able to go to the gym and being able to do, let's say I go in and I'll say, I'll do half the workout, or maybe I'll just do one session, whatever it may be. And then I find myself finishing it because I'm already there and I'm kind of doing it with the kindness and gently approaching it versus like, you didn't go for three times this week and all you've been doing is walking and everybody else is working out and kind of just tuning that out and just doing it at my pace. But again, some people, by the way, are able to work out absolutely fine whilst fasting. some people. So 
it's doable. It's, I just mean for me. Absolutely. For sure. It's best for your body. Not yeah. It's like expected of you. And I love that you were able to be more, more of the work done with the mind. And I'm just going to move my body. It feels good. Like where I am. I'm not going to push it. And we ended up getting more done. <laughs> exactly. Especially when I stopped fighting it and stopped being like, you have to go to the gym. And like when I stopped that fight and kind of be like, you're fasting. Like there's something bigger happening. It's okay if you're not at the gym. It's something much bigger than you. It's fine. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's diet. That's diet talk. Yeah. Oh, you need to be perfect. You need to exactly. your exercise. So when you're approaching, especially fast, but also if you're just trying to diet, my overall you can make it something that Yasmin did. Stop saying exercise and start saying movement. How can mm. I move my body in different ways? Your mind being all these ways that your body can move, whether that's walking, uh, lighter workouts, things like that, running. Love exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. Okay, great. Now, what are some things that either mindset shifts or healthy habits that you're going to continue to get over things that you want to keep up with? The biggest thing that I'm going to, hopefully, that I'm going to keep up with is the the slowing down. That not everything needs to be in a voltage of sense. And it's not always <laughs> zero to 100. And yeah. getting things done slowly actually gets, for me, gets me to get more stuff done than if it's wow. just constantly on like at a speed that is just ridiculous. So for me, if I can keep that slowing down and kind of taking a moment moment in the day through those breaks where I can do those check-ins and kind of do as much as of course we do a lot of internal work in general but it's different when you self-reflect and go okay what am I feeling right now in this small break that I have am I overwhelmed am I a little irritated by somebody am I ready to like pull out my claws on my next email or do I just want to take a second and I think taking a second is what I'm going to take with me for, for from here onwards and also um waking up in the morning for example and slowly introducing food in so everything kind of slow it down you know how giving myself enough time giving myself enough space so that I could do everything in a slower pace I think slow slow would be the theme for the rest of the year that I think yeah, absolutely oh I love it so keeping up with those breaks and checking in with yourself how am I, feeling? What am I doing um I love that you're turning doing things more in and that's more sustainable doing things intuitively based on how you feel is cultivating a non mindset and non-diet when you focus on external things you need to hit this hit these metrics you need to lose yeah. to see this number on the, that's diet culture and diet culture. Sure. yeah for oh, sure i am so proud of you i'm so oh, proud of you. and i'm so proud that you approach this with a non-diet mindset. You're improving from last year. Amazing. And you, like you said, not everything was perfect. It took you a while to get, it took you a while to figure out what to do with workouts. Um, but you're learning as you go and you're, you're not taking anything at failure. You're taking it all as back, course correcting. Uh, I love that. And you're deepening your faith by approaching Ramadan with a non-diet mindset. You allowed yourself to get more out of religious experience. For sure. Definitely a lot more spiritual than just approaching it with like, what am I not eating and what's like drinking? Definitely, for sure. 
Definitely. Value to your life. It really, y'all, that's what life is about. You know, connecting with yourself, with higher power, spiritually connecting with family, feeling and fostering that sense of belonging. Like, that's what makes life meaningful. If, and that's what keeps the needle in your life more than the number on the scale will, you know? Definitely, for sure. For sure, definitely. And as well as the, um, the beauty of the month is that although it's a month and it's 30 days, it, every day counts. So every day is a new opportunity. So I usually, people say that and you, you hear it, but really this month, you, you, I felt it personally where I, the day before I didn't like whatever it is and I didn't achieve whatever it is that I wanted to achieve, whatever it may be. The next day it felt like a fresh start Then because anything you do would count to something from those 30 days. So, and I'll definitely be taking that with me, which is that every day is, I can choose to be a different person than the next minute if I want to, and that's okay, you know? So, yeah. I love that so much. Well, yes, but thank you for sharing your story. My pleasure. Being so candid and transparent. I love coaching you. And thank you for helping better cat be your all. And you know, I always think, I think people go through the program when it's the best time for them. And, you know, I don't know part of you that was like, oh, darn, I'm not able to get the most of it because I have Ramadan. No, you got so much support. And one thing that I do, Ramadan's going to come up every single year. And so if we can figure out how to size it, have you feel good about it, you're actually looking forward to it and you're approaching it with a non-diet mindset, like each year you're going to have for spiritual and you're going to know what to do to take care of yourself. Um, and, and that's such a gift. So I think people really go through at the best time for them, even if on the surface it doesn't seem convenient. <laughs> because it's a lifestyle program, we help you definitely healthy no matter what's coming up in your life absolutely it's a, it's it's very much so a lifestyle which is something that is evergreen and it's not just like peaks of the year and like right, right. before your big moments but rather it's something that you take on with you and, and our weekly check-ins have been so so helpful and it I've, even though maybe you feel like you're really hard on yourself during that week and then we have a check-in and it's uh at, hey actually you're doing a great job and you know so it's very encouraging and it's uh it's really, it's reassuring, but also it's a great system. It's an incredible system and it's very sustainable, which is why I love it personally. Okay. <laughs> love coaching you. Thank you for being okay. live today. And I'm sure this is going to impact so many people and have people feel better about going into a fast and maybe even excited about it, not because of any physique of the experience that they can get out of it spiritually and the other things that you can focus on. So thank you so much. I right. absolutely you. For everyone that's inquiring, watching us, inquiring about the support that Yasmin is getting, the program that she's, I mean, we coach internationally. So in coaching, not a problem. We coach across five different continents so far. Um, incredible. Just go to my bio, take my quiz. FRB about Better Academy is for you. It'd be next. <laughs> Yasmin, thank you so much. Have thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have an awesome day. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently in any way making your life better, I empower you to share this show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and... 
honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better